Hey, what's up, guys? This is John Ryan Kane, too, and this is Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. What's up, everybody? God bless you, and welcome to another episode of Leading the Christian Leadership Podcast. I am your host, John Ryan Cantu. This is the show that brings you leadership tips from ministry leaders, business leaders, entrepreneurs. We bring them in for some conversations. We get their insight, and um, it's very, very encouraging, very inspiring and motivating. And uh, today on the show, I'm finally releasing an episode that was recorded back in March of this year, 2020. Um, March or late February, one of the two. Um, but uh, Tim McCain, who has been with us on the show before on an earlier episode called My Family is My Ministry, really good friend, awesome guy, awesome family. Um, he comes back and he's talking about his most recent book entitled This Is Your Chance. So I, I didn't release this episode originally when I had planned to because, you know, that's when COVID really started to be the subject of every conversation. So I felt it appropriate to join in on that conversation um, as, as, a, as a show. And um, then we kind of took a little bit of a break from recording. So that's why it's being released now. Um, still, it's a very relevant conversation. I'm excited for, for you to hear it. Um, very motivating, very, very uh, inspiring. I encourage you, uh, if you're on the fence about anything in your life, you know, maybe you're trying to start a business, maybe you're trying to go into ministry, maybe you're trying to take on a new job or a new career or start school, whatever it is, listen to this podcast and uh, let yourself be encouraged by it. So uh, I don't want to take too much time. We're going to dive right into the conversation and uh, we're going to let this episode do what I hope it does for you. All right, back for the, uh, for the second time, my brother from another mother. Tim McCain, what's up, bro? How are you, man? What is going on, man? I am doing well. Doing well. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, you're the first repeat. And uh, so I'm excited hey. about that. Yeah, man, we've podcast has been uh, um, about a year going going on a, a year now. And you came, I think you came episode seven. We talked about, you know, family, family being ministry, you know, the kind of the, the first ministry. And uh, if you haven't listened to that show, you can go back. I think it's episode seven. Uh, it's called Family Is My Ministry. Uh, and so today we're, we're kind of shifting the discussion a little bit. We're going to be talking about your new book, This Is Your Chance. Um, but before we get yeah. anywhere, let's uh, just for those who might not have heard of the Tim McCain, I don't know how you haven't heard of the Tim McCain, but uh, can you just give us a little bit of background? Uh, you don't have to go super deep or anything, but just a little bit of you know, who you are, kind of uh, what's your story? Cool. Yes, sir. Well, uh, again, my name is Timothy. I am a, a father. I am a husband. And I tell you what, and they, those are the two greatest uh, callings and title on in my life, and so I just love it. My wife, her name is Marae, and I have a son named Hezekiah, and um, and so we travel full time as evangelists, uh, motivational speakers, whatever you call it, and whatever avenue that can present itself, uh, we we share and we um, authoring, and uh, and also we're young adult pastors at our local church here in Florida, so. So yeah, I'm a country boy. I like sweet tea and cornbread and pinto beans, and uh, so man, I just loving life. And I'm trying to make sure that whatever season and time God has me here in this earth, 
that I am uh, capitalizing on every opportunity uh, so I can make sure that my son grow up in a world where he is not tolerated but celebrated. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. awesome, brother. Um, And you've been a blessing to, you've been a blessing to my life, you've been a blessing to our church. We're just talking, um, your wife is going to be coming, she's going to be speaking to our women. We got a a women's conference at our church, and man, I I know she's going to tear it up. She's going to bring fire. And so we're excited mm-hmm. about that, man. Um, but we're here to talk about, you know, your your new book, um, This Is Your Chance, which I, I had the pleasure of writing an endorsement for. I appreciate that you giving me that opportunity, yeah. man. It really meant a lot. Thank um, you. And this uh, this book comes out, you know, not not too long after your, your first book, which is Crowns Are Greater yeah. Than Trophies, right? So uh, you're mm-hmm. becoming that prolific author now, right? You got two, uh-oh, you got two books. And I'm sure you're you're gonna get ready to work on your third here pretty soon. Um, Ooh, already working on it. Already, yes, man. Look at that. Look at that. So you, you you're not wasting any time, man. Uh, what what prompted you to write? Um, one, write this book, and and two, write it when you did. Come on, well, bro. Um, what prompted me is uh, is I guess it's multifaceted, but. Uh, it's the understanding that many people are living in excuses uh, that they painted as reasons. And due to this, they're putting their own purpose at hostage, right? Mm. And uh, so this is your chance. The subtitle is, it's not opportunity that will pass you by. It's more like you will pass by your opportunity. And so uh, for many years of my life, I have many, many, many years, even from there since I could remember, I have lived my life under the labels of other individuals mm. and at the bondage of my perceived stupidity. So, um, so growing up, like I, I have dyslexia, I have dyslexia, right? And uh, so, and I had to take speech classes till I was like in the fifth grade, stuttering issues, slurring issues, I had a hard time retaining information. So a bunch of different tests regarding my life, whatever. So I just lived believing that I was dumb, believing that I was stupid. And, and not just like, I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you felt like even your dreams were nightmares because when you looked within yourself, it seemed completely unachievable, yeah. like unattainable at all because you didn't, because you believe you didn't have the resources, the tool, or even the willpower to drive to get it. Yeah. So me, it wasn't like, I'm going to go to college and then learn how to do it. It was like, I'm not qualified for college. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, uh, I totally get it. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just you know going to say, so, yeah. go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh so yeah so i live my life i live my life in uh feel, feeling inadequate and i live in the labels and and, I, and bro that was all until 30 mm-hmm. so um so feeling like i was less than the least like the 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 dullest uh you know i mean individual in the room the, the, the dumbest person ever and um so even when I, yeah, I did ministry ministry i felt like was easier like because you you know you're you're proclaiming Jesus and mm-hmm. it doesn't, doesn't really, I'm not to me. It's like I preach Jesus and I believe what he's going to do. And God shows up, right? Mm-hmm. Preach healing. God heals. I mean, and it's easy. It's yeah. easy. Cause I don't have to take the credit. Yeah. You know I mean, it's not me doing it. It's me presenting God the place to do it. But mm-hmm. for me, for myself, for dreaming, aspiration, things, I just deemed that I was inadequate. And it wasn't until I saw Instagram post, mm-hmm. uh, that changed my life, bro. Changed my life. An, an Instagram post. Yes, sir. Really? What, Instagram what, post, man. What, the, what did it say? Was it like a quote, one of those motivational quotes kind of deal? Yeah, man. So it was just, and you, and I've described it. You can probably, you can probably think of exactly which one was. But there's this picture, this black and white picture, 
and there's these animals that's uh, in a line. Uh, it's, a, it's like a, a seal, a fish in a bowl, a monkey, an eagle, an elephant. Then there's a tree right behind them. And, uh, and then in front of them, there's a professor um, uh, on a desk. And he says, and the, the word says it's for the test today, go climb the tree. And so obviously the, the monkey is like, oh, I got this. I'm qualified to do this. Uh, but the fish in a bowl, Elvis uh, uh, is going to fail that test. And then Albert Einstein makes a quote, which I later find out has dyslexia himself. Mm. He says this. He says, if you judge a fish by the ability to climb a tree, it'll believe his whole life it was stupid. Mm. Bro, like, it rocked me, dude. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how God can use anything to get our attention, right? Yeah. And so it shook me. And I really, and I immediately evaluated everything, my, my perspective, how I thought about myself, what I thought about life. And the moment after that, I realized, man, I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid. And so this was actually, this book, the truth of this book, was actually preceded everything I have done. It preceded my first book, preceded me starting my business, going back to college, receiving a business degree, it preceded everything was this tip and this revelation. It was brought into the fact that when you realize who God says you are, when you realize that you can do the things he called you to do, there's a whole other thing that God's going to birth out of that. Right. So, so yeah, it was Instagram post, man, that changed my life. Praise God for Instagram. <laughs> You know, I, I think that uh, I think a lot of people deal with that. You know, um, I did, I did. You know, uh, yeah. kind of self self conscious about a lot of things and and thinking I wasn't mm-hmm. you know adequate to do certain things. And then you have you have some people who have a lot of confidence. And there was there was certain aspects yeah. of my life, you know, where I, I had a lot of confidence. And uh, mm-hmm. but that confidence eventually. It'll, it it catches up to you like if you let if that confidence becomes uh, big headedness you know you're gonna yep. get humbled somewhere along the way and um, you know that, that that happened that happened to me um, and, and so but I, I've kind of experienced both you know seasons of confidence and plenty of seasons of just self doubt and I'm not good yeah. enough and it's very dangerous to have big dreams um, and also be a person mm-hmm. who deals a lot with you know anxiety and and, and fear. And you know, self doubt because, like, yeah. what? How, how do you take that first step? I mean, you have this monumentous vision in front of you, but then you're telling yourself, "I, I can't do this." Um, and so, I, I think that that has stopped so many things, um, or so many people from kind of birthing that that vision. Uh, many times, God given mm-hmm. vision, right, for their own life. Um, and so um, I, I didn't know that about you. You know, you, you step onto the platform, on, onto the stage, and, and you grab the mic, and you, I mean, God uses you, and you speak with eloquence, and uh, you grab people's attention, and and, uh, and so, I mean, you, you have a real gift in, in everything that you do. So um, it, it, it's crazy. I think a lot of times other people don't see the inner battle that, that people yeah. deal with, right? You know, in my eyes, you know, Tim McCain's got it together, man. He's he's confident. He knows who he is. Um, and then and then mm-hmm. on the other end, um, sometimes we're there just kind of dealing with ourselves and, and telling ourselves different things about ourselves. Uh, so it, it's crazy, it's man. Good. But it's very it's very eye opening that you you share that because I think a lot of people do also deal with that, uh, especially leaders, mm-hmm. right? Especially. Oh, bro, for real, for real. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So. Um, Let's uh let's talk a, a little bit about I guess the uh, the content uh, in your mm-hmm. book um, as I guess as the author uh, what what is your overarching you know 
message? What 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 message are you trying to get across to the to the listeners? It's it's a message that uh, you can do the things that God has put in your heart to do, and that because we use words such as um, "I can't," we really mean "I won't," right? Well, I can't do this, but we, but we're really saying, "Well, I won't do it." Or we're saying, or we say, "Man, it's impossible." We're literally, literally saying, "Oh, when well, it's just difficult." And so we give them both the same definition, but one will require greater efforts to achieve it. And so I feel like we write our own permission slips not to try and then blame God for not making a way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so we read scriptures. We, we got to stop treating God. We must stop treating God like he's a waiter at our restaurant, mm. that we're snapping, his, snapping our fingers and, hey, come to my table, fix this for me. When we read scripture, how God empowers us to do, he empowers us to act, he empowers us to see, you know, he empowers us to do, right? And so the story where like um, Noah, God didn't build Noah the ark, he gave the instructions how to do it. God didn't, God didn't even apply, supply the lumber at all. There was no lumber. He, but what did God provide? He provided trees. You know what I mean? But the problem is, is we're never, if we, if we, if we don't see the resources around us and we don't seize and put greater effort, then again, we'll live a whole life of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, only is me and blame. And that blame game is a Russian roulette where everybody dies. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dangerous thing. And so my heart for this is for, is, a, is for people never to be in the prison I was in for 30 something years. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this book in two weeks, but it took me 30 wow. years to write. Yeah. Yeah. You I know what I'm saying? It took me 30 years to prepare for it. You know what I'm And, um, and so, because the Bible verse that says, so is a man thinking, so is he, is real. And so, in the book, I go through some sort of, also the subtle excuses. Uh, there's a business, I believe there's a business, and uh, there's a drive, this entrepreneurial drive in many people, that they say, well, I have no place to start. Like, or I want to have this lawnmower business. And so, they put all these things they think they need to have to start, but yet they got to push lawnmower in their garage, or they can start something now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, it's a push for people to, to stop excusing themselves to seize the moment and to and to start doing what God has called them to do. Because, um, man, I'm telling you, bro, like, I believe, firmly believe that there's greatness in everybody, um, but we but we smother it in excuses. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of people, many times, just to kind of piggyback up the point that you're making there about um, kind of pro- procrastinating, you know, that the, yeah. the dream that you have, right? I, th- there's a lot of mm-hmm. times... Like in in business, right? You're you're trying. You want to start a business. You want to start uh, or a ministry or something, right? And you're you're afraid to do it. You're afraid to do it um, because of you know what might come. But you you kind of take these little steps that you're convincing yourself are, are are steps forward, but they're really just you're not doing anything. You you know. Um, yeah. so, so for example, you start a business, and before doing anything, you get a whole bunch of things that you don't need. Right. Uh, okay. You, you you order pins. You order uh, business cards. You you uh, you focus so much on the, on on a, on a website and stuff like. I mean, th- those things are they're important. Yeah, you you might need that along the way, but yeah. um, th- there's never that actual step of just hey, now it's time to take this lawnmower out of the garage and start cutting some grass. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so how do, how do we how do we get past that point? Uh, there's a lot of analysis paralysis that goes into. Um, taking that first step, how do you, I mean, how would you encourage someone to just do it? Man, I, 
it, it takes a step of faith. It really does. It takes a leap of faith. Um, and it takes, like, no one, no one, like I said, no one will push you. People can encourage you, but no one can push you. Mm-hmm. The forward That's momentum true. is always our decision. Right. And so the problem is if you keep people keep waiting for encouragement, but again, encouragement can fuel, but encouragement can't move. Mm. And um, and so it's, it's again, I believe it's just it's making a mental decision. It's making to have uh, having tenacious drive to move forward. But sometimes you, in order to move forward, you have to you have to overcome all these excuses, overcome the disease of fear and of laziness. Mm. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest things I really believe is this word. I can't, that is plaguing our purpose, our potential, our ministries, our businesses, like every, it's, it's living in, I can't, because here's the thing, we got, we serve a God that says, I can do all things of Christ your strength in you, mm-hmm. but then we add an addendum saying, but, but this. <laughs> That's good. So who's a liar? That's good. You know what I'm saying? So, but yet I can't, it's some of the very first things we do. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, understand assessing the limitations of our own abilities, right? But, but. But once you assess, then you figure it out, right? But many people, they will meet, they will, they will if they're not careful, they could, they could, when they live in this place of our camp, uh, they use, they use a hindrance as, as the sign that it's impossible, mm-hmm. right? instead of just having the drive to get, to, to find a way through it. Actually, I wrote, I have a chapter in this book called I Can't or I Won't. Can I read a little bit? Yeah, just yeah, a, go ahead. A bit of it to you, right? And so it just, I think it, 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 it um, puts into perspective just how silly I can't living with the I can't mindset is. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I think all of us could 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 have been been have been in this place. It says this, I wrote this. Um it's been a long day at work and it seems as every, as if everything that could go wrong goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You have a report due but the printer doesn't work. You're in college taking your final exam, uh, then the ha- uh, that's worth half your grade, then the Wi Fi stops working. The stress of your day seems overwhelming, and all you want to do is go home and relax. Watching, glancing at your watch or phone every few minutes only makes time inch by slower. You, we all been here at one point in the life, right? Um, your shoulder seems like aged, weathered, beaten stones, hard and stiff from the fatigue of the last few hours. Your eyes are stinging from the out from from hours being in front of your computer screen. Finally, your time of exodus has come, and you have already planned out your escape of your day. And now that the moment that you get home, you're, you know, the moment you get home, you're going to kick off your shoes, throw down your keys and make the biggest bowl of cereal that you have ever had in your life and binge on your favorite screaming, uh, favorite streaming service. Mm-hmm. The keys are in the car and your foot is on the accelerator, zipping past the grandma sitting uh, upright, unharried by your hasty pace. Finally, your comfort snack of choice uh, uh, is only a few miles away. You know exactly where your old, torn, yet tried and true sweatpants from your from your high school day, mm. uh, which seems like a cloud of coziness uh, when you put them on, are located. At last, in the distance, your house, your house, as and it seems as if you've been waiting for your arrival. Uh, dress shoes are flung in the air simultaneously as your backpack backpack creates a thud in the hardwood floors. Clanging sounds fill the air as cups and bowls bump against each other, creating a sympathy, uh, symphony uh, from the rush of excitement. There might as well be a rainbow emerging from the pantry because it sit, there sits your favorite brand of cereal. Like any other person, you make a choice to pour the cereal into the bowl first before, in, before pouring in the milk. You are aware of the unspoken rule in cereal land that the only reason to pour cereal into a bowl after the milk 
is for your second or third helping. Hmm. Unknown to you, a tragedy has taken place, um, and the news is about to hit, hit close to home. Grasping the jug, you pour it out, only to find out that you are all out of milk. The travesty of the moment is overwhelming, yet what do you do? You convince, the convenience store is only across the street and won't even take you three minutes to get in and out. Uh, they're called convenience stores for a reason, being that it's convenient to get in and out of. But even, even though you desire the bowl of cereal, you debate internally whether it's worth the trip. Here we go. This one point I'm trying to get to. All day you have been looking forward, lying on the couch, smashing a bowl of cereal without a care in the world, yet you now stand at the crossroads. Do you make the effort to go buy more milk, or do you give up your plan, put the cereal back in the box, and go without the snack? Mm. While making the choice, you go back and forth through the hard drive. You go back through the hard drive of your life, mentally clicking on files to remember who was the last person to use the milk to leave it completely empty. Um, whose name do you shout out to call attention to blame? Which person would you spend more time rebuking and correcting because of the obvious error? Ten minutes pass by and you are upset and confrontational, When uh, which would have been plenty of time for you to have gone to and come back from the store to get a gallon of milk. Mm. At the moment, you have, you have been, you have, at the moment, you have just encountered a shifty troll sleeping under the bridge of many people's consciousness named laziness. Laziness is suddenly vegging out in the slums of regret alone as blame is standing upright with his crooked finger pointed out an accused victim. That's so good. That's so good. So, so it's the subtle things, bro, that we all throughout life, we choose to go without mm -hmm. because the laziness keeps our purpose hostage. Mm -hmm. And I can't mm -hmm. keeps us, keeps us at bay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. You, you, you painted such a great picture that and I have your book here. I was following along with you there. Um, and I mean, you paint, you paint the, uh, a really common picture, I think. Uh, you know, you have you have people who kind of go through this, and they're at work or they're at school, and they're they're at a they have a long day, right? And uh, yeah. they just want to get home, and they just want to relax, and they want to have that bowl mm. of cereal. Yeah, for me, it's frosted flakes with bananas in it. Come on, uh, and uh, hey. you know, and, and and some Netflix, and just kind of chilling on the couch. And it, it it's such a good metaphor because it's it it. It parallels our dreams, right? Uh, mm -hmm. your, your obsession with something. I, I, I want to do this, and I've been thinking about it for, for so many years. And I've always wanted to start this business, right? I've always wanted to get into investing. I always wanted to go to college. I always wanted to do this. And, and, and you think about it for such a long time, and then when you're, you're actually there, there's, there's a roadblock. There's a stumbling block, mm -hmm. and there's always going to be stumbling blocks. I don't know why we get surprised by the fact that they're there. There's always a stumbling block there that has to be worked out, but because of the mm -hmm. laziness, we don't want to put in the work. We don't want to drive three minutes down the street to get that, that milk, and we just say, you know mm -hmm. what? There wasn't milk at home, so I wasn't able to do it, right? And so yeah. that, that translates to so many things. Well, the money wasn't there, so I couldn't go to college. Well, I, I didn't have this equipment, so I couldn't start the business. Well, I didn't do this, you know? And so we, we just... I, I can't stops us, right? It, it stops us from moving oh, forward. And um, I remember this from from another book that really is kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things. It's uh, it's uh, by Robert uh, Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, mm -hmm. where in it he says, um, when you say I can't, that stops you from, from thinking about solutions, right? It just, it, it's kind of mm -hmm. like, a, it's, a, it's just, it ends everything, right? Um, 
and he was talking he's you know he's particularly talking about you know money and he says instead of saying i can't afford something um ask yourself how can i afford this what do what can i do right because now it becomes a problem uh and and when we when we say i can't we make that an impossibility. I can't means I, I literally, I cannot do it. But most of the times I can't is simply a problem that needs to be solved. And I think that's kind of the point uh, that you're making that laziness. Yes, it, I mean, it kind of fuels that I can't mentality. I feel like I'm preaching, bro, man. That, that's, that's some good stuff that you got. Well, <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. So, I, I mean, yes, uh, how many, how many times out of, out of 10, would you say that people pass up opportunity due to fear, laziness, or, you know, things of the like? Oh, man, I would say nine times out of 10. You know what I mean? Because people, we, we're, we fall in line. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, and, and I think it's, what is that? Uh, I watch, I like watching like survival shows and nature mm-hmm. shows and things of nature. And they're always, and they will say these people who's laying traps, these uh, hunters, who always say that animals will follow the path of least resistance. Yeah. Right. And so they will put, they'll put the snare on a trampled path, um, knowing that they're not going to make the effort to go around the, to go over the rock. They're going to make the effort because that's harder, but they're going to make the effort. They're going to just go easier and go around it. Mm-hmm. So I think people are looking for the easy way out, but in the same time, it's sad is that the same energy the energy is still being used. It's just not being focused because the energy is being used with blame. That's good. Oh, if only I would have had this. If only this would have happened. I write about this. I think that we got the there's a aspect that our generation and the generation now has to confront that previous generations didn't have to deal with do, and that is Photoshop, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so let me explain it. I don't think there's nothing wrong with Photoshop. Photoshop is hilarious to me. You can watch these like these videos like that. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, if let's say you went went to you back at school from summer break, and um, someone and you say ask what did you do this summer? Said well yeah I went to I went to New York City. You're like really prove it. So then they show you a picture mm-hmm. like oh yo you did went to New York City that was awesome. And so by what so what you see. Uh, it was given you, it was, it was proof. But now because of Photoshop, seeing is not believing for many people. Yeah. It's experience that's believing. Mm. Right. And so, and so more than just like, I just think we have to have a drive within us, making sure that, that we're going to serve our future because it's not, it has to be more than just us telling our kids, Hey, if you do this, this will happen. And no, let me show you, let's do it. Let's do it together. Let me show you what I have done. That can help you do it. Let's experience this. Let me tell you, let me be open about the times where I felt like I could not. This is what I did to, to, to combat it. There's many people, I believe, who are still living in some sort of man-made prison because of the fear of effort and because thinking that it can't be done because the people around them is not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. Because that's been experience. But I believe if one person, if one person can just be the, the salmon that swims upstream, one person could just say, you know what, I am breaking this, this fear of, of, of like not wanting to strive and move forward. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easier, it's easier to get a paycheck from someone else than to, than, than to strive to, to work for myself and to fill my own dreams and to create a legacy for my family. Uh, I believe this. I believe you, 
you 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 give you you need to give okay I understand you work a nine to five that's important you got to pay the bills I get it but if you give your boss your first name you don't sacrifice your last mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but uh, right so we were we're serving in that regard sacrifice but so me I think uh, what can help people uh, get out of that rut is when they realize and they make it a commitment to know that man that the work I'm doing right now if I step out of this rut right now. I'm creating a table that my family one day can eat off of. I'm I'm creating a legacy. I'm creating I'm starting something that I could pass down. Starting I'm I'm building a place of success. I'm starting that ministry, right? Rather than just serving someone else's vision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think laziness is is definitely a big is definitely be it's a big factor to, you know, failure or not even getting started, right? Um, like you mentioned. Yeah. Um and it, and fear is definitely an, another one, and I think kind of fear might uh, it, it it kind of stands on its own because you have some yeah. people that aren't lazy. I mean, they're 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 ready to put in the work. They're just mm-hmm. they're so terrified to get started. There's a quote that you have, um, I think it's in your chapter of faith and fear. Here, I I, I wrote it down here. It says faith is a dangerous, uh, corrosive acid that eats away willpower and passion. It is adopt it is an adopted excuse because we view it. As an absolute, fear is always pregnant and gives birth to failure, condemnation, and doubt. Um, that's true. <laughs> every, I mean, every part of that is is so true. And uh, it fear it creates. It, a lot of times, it creates more fear, you know. And it creates it creates fear that isn't even warranted. It's just it's it's not it's not fear. It's uncertainty. And I think people, mm-hmm. if you fear uncertainty, then you know the uncertainty just becomes fear and um i mean you know we know that god didn't give us a spirit of fear right um but we also know that you know he he does lead us into places he does call us into places where we might be afraid to go so how do we how do we combat that how do we kind of get over that absolutely fear sometimes fear isn't rooted on truth it's rooted on what ifs Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? And so the same way, like, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know if those you're watching podcasts, have you ever been in a discussion with your spouse or you're sniffing another and, uh, and then they get upset. Right. And so sometimes like, there's a book called men who walk women on spaghetti. I think it's an incredible book. Everyone should read regarding communication, but, um, it's when the absolute worst start happen. Oh, well, you never, or you always do this. Yeah. Or, you know, what I mean? it's absolute worst. So it's not rooted on any sort of truth is rooted on the moment. But it, could, but it doesn't think, it doesn't process, it doesn't gather information. It just is just completely 100% feeling based. That's what fear is. Mm-hmm. Fear is 110% feeling based, and it's rooted on what is rooted on something you nece- didn't necessarily experience. It's something rooted that you you have you assume. But I would tell people this all the time. Listen, if you can be a, if fear and faith are the same thing, are they, they literally are the exact same thing. Um, but both are rooted on something you haven't experienced, but you're believing. Mm-hmm. Faith is something hope for everything I've seen. What is fear? Fear is something the things feared, everything's unexperienced, un- un- unseen, right? So it's it's both come from the same raw ingredient called belief. It's, it's believing, but it's I don't know why it's easier for us to believe in fear. And when you believe in fear, when you have fear, you literally align your emotions, your thought life, and your whole entire life on through that assumption. But you're not aligning on experience. You're aligning on theory, right? But yeah. faith and fear comes from the same raw ingredient called belief. 
Um, but what makes fear and what makes faith is the influences connected to it. So I'm having faith, believing for something that hasn't happened yet, not because of what I experienced, not because of my inadequacy, not because of my bank account, not because of your things, but I'm having faith because of what God says, that I can do all things Christ strengthens me, that 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 the lion's no weak and hungry, he who fears the Lord, fears the Lord lacks no good thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That he is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha. These are all promises that I'm believing that I may not have experienced yet, but God says it. The faith is one thing. What Once again, I'm not having experienced yet, but but yet we're not listening to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. We're listening to the voices of the people. We're listening to the voice of insecurities. We're listening to the voice of uh, of the news or whoever else, whoever thing else, and it's feeding our feeding our fear, and we align into that, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. one of my there's a movie I really like. Um, I mean, other people kind of I, I like this movie. It's called After Earth. And uh, it's by uh, Eddie, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Will Smith and his son plays on it, right? And oh. and there's this one scene I just really like. And uh, Will Smith's son, I I get only give away the movie, but he's being chased uh, at the beginning for this mo- about this monster. And um, and uh, Will Smith keeps telling him, "Take a knee, take a knee, take a knee." And um, so and so he keeps running, keeps running. Eventually, he's running from nothing at all. And Will Smith, as the dad, plays the movie. Uh, he says, nothing's chasing you. Take a knee, take a knee. And finally, he takes a knee. And the moment he stops running, the moment his, his, his heart stops pacing, he takes a knee and he evaluates his environment. He evaluates, he, evaluates, he hears his father's voice. He, he calms down. So I think in times of fear, we need to learn to do that. We need to learn to take a knee. Hmm. Then we can discover what really is happening. Not emotions, not theories. Not what could happen. What is really going on right now? Because I believe fear is rooted on on misinformation. Yeah, is not connected to anything true. Yeah, definitely, it is. It, it it's rooted in in uncertainty. Yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of what ifs. You know. Um, yes, sir. And 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 we we assume we assume the worst of uh, we assume the worst would happen. I guess in every every situation, and it, it's good to be cautious. You know, it's 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 smart Absolutely. to be to be you know. Uh, wise uh, about the decisions that you're making and, and the steps forward, and it's good to think about, you know, w- w- the the plan A, plan B. What if this? What if this happens? Okay, how how will we deal with it? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it when it stops us, because you know, well, what if? You know, and I, I think about Moses. You know, when when God was calling Moses on the you know on the burning bush, and Moses just gave him a bunch of excuses. You know, well, what if they don't listen to me? Well, you know, what if I I uh, I have this stutter? What if what if I can't speak to them and I'm not eloquent in mm-hmm. uh, in my speech? And and what if this and what if that? And I mean that spirit of like what if of, of fear, it, yeah. it 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 cripples us. You know, and it goes against yeah. what what God. Um, has said right and, and I, I that's I think that's the point that you're making there that that faith has to overcome fear because they're, they're kind of bred from that same that same thread right um, and you can either choose to to have fear in the things that you can't see or have faith in the things that you can't see um, but you know because God has called you to it um, everything is going to be everything's going to be okay right so that's, that's it. uh that is it yeah that's it that's it you know you think about um, how many, like, uh, the inventor of the light bulb. You know what I'm saying? His dream was science fiction. Hmm. You know I mean, the Wright brothers. Right. At one point, their dreams were science fiction. Yeah. Martin Luther King. 
You mean his dream at one point to other people was seen as science fiction, right? And so, but they had this drive within them that that where their faith, their willpower superseded fears, doubts. What if it doesn't work? What if I can't do it? What if it doesn't happen? And now we eat. We now eat from the benefits of other people daring to dream. No, believing, understanding that it's normal, right? Because they chose to step out in faith. They chose to not live in fear uh, and, and, to, and to pursue their, God, their God-given their dreams. So now when I say, hey, hey, Pastor Ron, listen, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be there next week. And I live in Florida. I catch I'm, I'm going to catch a flight to Houston. And um, I mean, that you don't bat an eye at that phrase. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, I'm, but my normalcy now is only happening because someone chose to fight. And that's what the hardest book. So listen, your our fight may be hard right now, but when you think of your children, think of your family, what you're fighting for is going to be their normal. Like I'm fighting to break the generational curses of poverty for my life. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting to break the generational, the, 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 the history of divorce from on my life. So now when my son grows up and he, and he's, and he's been married for 30 years and, and keeping going and his children are going to be married for a long time. We broke the normalcy yeah. of the divorce rate for my household because we, because we have dared to take a chance. We have dared to fight. We have dared not to live in fear. We have dared to step into our purposes. Yeah. So I think the heart of this book is beyond just like businesses, beyond just entrepreneurship. It's, be, it's any, every aspect of your life that you want to step into you and keep it in hostage that that it's time to step into it time to take a chance it's time to do it we have to be doers not just talkers yeah yeah man um i think if i can go back to the uh that i can't mindset i mean your your whole book is really it's uh it's calling people to stand up and and you know mm-hmm. seize seize the opportunity if you see the opportunity take it and and stop with the excuses right. and and move forward um I think a lot of people, they they might be listening to this and they're saying, yeah, but my excuse really is a legitimate excuse, right? You know, my I can't mm-hmm. really is and I can't. And, and everyone everyone says that, right? Like, oh, yeah, you, I know we want to have a positive attitude, but like, seriously, I, I can't do this, right? And, and mm-hmm. there, I think there's a lot of reasons for that, for that I can't mindset. And that's, I think... That's the shell that needs to be broken, to uh, to to move forward and to um, be successful in in the areas that that you're trying to change what's normal, right? Um, and so I think I think another one, and you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit. You said you were trying to break the uh, um, that that curse of, of of poverty in your in your in your family. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of I think an excuse that a lot of people make is that uh in the i can't mindset is well i was born into this right it's it's like that mm-hmm. it's like that victimhood mindset well yeah. i mean this this is all i know this is the environment in which i was raised um this is what i was taught this this is just, i don't know anything else but this right it, it, it's victimhood yeah. it's i was born into this and yeah. uh what 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 would you say to someone who says that yeah but brother tim i mean i don't know how i'm gonna 
break the 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 curse of poverty i mean i don't know how i'm gonna break the curse of alcohol addiction you know my my my, my dad mm -hmm. was a drunk my grandfather was a drunk all my uncles are a drunk anytime i go to a family event everyone's drinking i mean i'm surrounded by it i'm i'm in it i'm i'm a victim to this how do you how do you break that victimhood mindset you know i, th I think it's um man it's so much i think number one pain is the greatest motivator in your life um greatest motivator in your life however we direct where it's going to go so uh like the pain of uh of knowing what you're trying what you need to change uh is should push you and i encourage to make sure it doesn't happen like this is the opportunity you have to to make the biggest difference to break the cycle it's, it's understanding about all the pain you went through so you know what i would not to the best of my ability i'm gonna make sure my it doesn't happen in my life and I welcome to my life. And so I just think it's important just when you acknowledge those places you have been hurt, which I completely and totally hundred percent recommend taking that journey to a place where you're acknowledging it. But just same way the doctors, when the doctors are asking you questions about what's wrong with you, they're not asking you these questions to ask you to, for you to stay at that state. They're asking you the questions you acknowledge what's going on so they can resolve it. Right. And so uh, there's a story I think uh, it's, I believe it's absolutely incredible, remarkable. It's where, uh, where Elijah visits this woman. Right. And uh, and these debtors about to come and take away her children. And uh, and and he asked her a simple question. So what do you have? What's in your house? And the very first thing she says, well, I don't have anything. I, I, don't, have, I don't have anything at all. All I have is a little bit of oil. Right. But is a little bit of oil that God can use. And from this place, she actually gathered the jars, right? She, she, she pretty much got started a business. Literally, that's what God gave her was a business. And, um, and she sold the oil, right? She, now she got funds from what she, from her own efforts, sold the oil and paid off the, paid off the, and the, the indebtedness. So she had a choice right there that she could have even been a victim and just stayed like, Hey, there's no way, nothing I can do or seize or sees the moment God gave her and step into something she did not quite understand, mm -hmm. uh, but chose to believe God at His word. So I think having walking in a in a victim mentality is super is super dangerous because we constantly give our permission to stay there. Yeah. I think the only reasons to visit your pain is to is to is to examine it to heal it, mm -hmm. not to examine it to dwell. Right. And so, like I say, it's to me it's it's a, to me for me personally it's a huge motivator. Yeah. It's a huge motivator to making sure it doesn't visit my future. It's not welcome to my future. Um, uh, so, like I said, so victims, you can. we both come from the same hurt, but you are 100%, 10% responsible what you're going to do with that hurt. Yeah, that's so good. That's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, just because we were born into something doesn't mean that we were meant to stay there. You know, I mean, you, it, hear these, you hear these stories all the time of, of, of people who have made it to the top, you know. I mean, ultimate success, and uh, mm -hmm. you, you hear their stories and 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 where they started, right? And yeah. I, I think that also is is a motivator as well. Like if if they can do it, you know, I I can do it, right? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, revisiting pain and letting that kind of fuel you. Like sometimes you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired, and and oh, you can only you can only be sick and tired of being sick and tired while you're there in the moment, right? Um, mm -hmm. while, while you're feeling that 
that constant pain while you're living paycheck to paycheck, while you're always dealing with the same things. You have to get to a, a, a moment where you're like, man, I'm tired of this. I, I hate this, you know, and maybe yeah. I've always been here, but I don't want to be here forever. So I got to find a way out of this. Right. Um, yeah. And so that's that's one victimhood. I think another one we talked a little bit about this earlier is low self-esteem. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. man, you, you see a lot of this. You see a lot of this. I see a lot of this, especially amongst young people. You know, we got a at our church. We have a lot of great man, young people who have uh, just enormous, you know, potential and, and, and huge callings over their lives. But you talk to them, and and they're they they're so hard on themselves. And I don't know if it's yeah. just the, the culture that we're living in, where everyone is just comparing themselves to. To, to the next person, right? And that's that's probably has a lot to do with it. Um, and they see someone so elevated and and they think, well, I can never be there. So they're so hard on themselves and, and they have this low self-esteem that they don't even even try. How, how can we as leaders combat low self-esteem? Oh, man. I think first, the, the individual who's been feeling inadequate as leaders, we need to be a lot more transparent and open about process. Right. And so um, what's that saying it says never judge your behind the scenes on someone else's highlight reel. And um, I think many people will step into that place where they seem as untainable because they're this, they think, oh, well, I don't have the it factor. When that person on that stage uh, had so much hard work, so much dedication and failures along the way. Um, and that's how they got there. But in regarding to the low self-esteem. I, this is something, like I said, I've been in prison or feeling inadequate, feeling dumb, feeling stupid, um, and living under a label. It's the law of the lid. If we, if we live under uh, those labels and under those laws, if we allow someone else to dictate our own self-worth, then, uh, then, we, then we, will, we will model our life um, into that. So I was playing Play-Doh with my son, right? And that Play-Doh wasn't shaping anything. But, but if I put it in like a ice cream mold is going to come into that. And I feel like these, these labels that's been placed on us, um, dumb, stupid, you can't inadequate. That's why as parents, we really got to watch out what we say to our children. Yeah. Um, it's, it's super important. We, we our children will, 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 will be played onto those molds. So it's like I said, so I didn't receive freedom, bro, until I confronted my molds. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't receive, I was not, my life was not changed to my thought life changed. So that's why I yeah. encourage a person dealing with those, with those fears of inadequacy, uh, fears of insecurities is to confront your thought life is how you thinking true. The Bible says, so is a man thinking, so is he. I explain like this. The Bible says the devil is a father of lies, right? Mm -hmm. Father of lies. So the devil is the father of lies. Who's the mama? You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's the father of lies, who's the baby's mama? Right? Where is this? In order to be a father, you have to you have to implant a seed into an egg. You, have, you know I mean? You have to even be a stepdad and step up to the purpose. You know what I mean? In order to be a father, you implant something. There is a womb that the seed is growing. That, that there's an umbilical cord that's taking the nutrients from the host and giving this 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 child this to be full grown to eventually give birth to something. If we're not careful, Pastor Ron, we could be the mother of a lie of the enemy. Wow. We will nurture a lie until it's full grown and yeah. we'll give birth to that thing. Yeah. We will that thought life will become a mindset and that mindset will become a way of life.
Mm-hmm. And as I'm saying, as parents, you can be very careful with seeds because they're already hearing it from bullies. They're already hearing it from society. They're always hearing yeah. it from everyone else. But then we, I, when we parents will say, oh, well, you will never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Or you dumb or you stupid or, or, or you just like this person. You know what I'm saying? We are planting seeds. We are at, we are amening the lies of the enemy yeah. that is being that is trying to give birth into the womb of their minds. The little court is taken away from their faith and their own self-esteem. Right. And so I just think it's super important that these insecurities confront your thought life yeah. and 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 challenge those thoughts. What is true and what is false? Right. Right? Yeah. Because the false reality is that you're not dumb, you're not stupid, you're not inadequate. Yeah. You're 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 not you're that you are the truth is you can do all things right the gym. You're the apple of his eye. You know what I mean? And so I think the you got we have to confront lots with truth and we have to deal with that as with looking at the man in the mirror. Right. And I think I think the Bible is really the ultimate source um of seeing of, of seeing people who you know, society would completely write off, you know. Um people themselves mm-hmm. they, they they felt inadequate but but God called them to something great, right? I mean I think about the prophet Jeremiah who's like, I I'm 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 a youth, like I'm I'm young. I they're not gonna listen to me. I can't. I can't do this. And 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 God is. He, he's there, and he's reinforcing the calling over Jeremiah's life, right? And you see this with yeah. with uh, Moses, right? You see this with Peter, who was like this knucklehead of a person, right? And then Jesus tells him to mm-hmm. to go and and establish my church. I mean, you have all of these, all of these just average people, right? Um, people who aren't anything special, but but God um, calls them to greatness, and if they're willing. They will see that greatness because of Christ, right? Because of because of what yeah. God has called them to, and um, so I think, I think you know, just just seeing that in the Scripture, and and seeing the people that that God called. I mean that that should be a, a motivator for us. I mean, you look at David, man. David was an adulterer. He was a murderer. I mean, th- th- mm-hmm. this is this is someone who society today would completely write off. He'd be in prison. He might even receive the death sentence if you're in Texas or or in Florida, right? Or, mm-hmm. You're at, um, and so, yeah. but, but but God, I mean, God called him to to so much uh, to, to to so much more glory, right? I mean, he 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 established a covenant with him uh, of whom you know the, the Messiah would come. I mean, it's just, and you think about that, and it's like, man, you know what? I'm I I, I can do this. I can step into the yeah. calling that that I have over my life. Whatever whatever I'm envisioning, whatever I'm dreaming for, I'm I'm not stupid. I'm not. Stu- I mean, and, and we have to think about this. You know, if if we call ourselves stupid, and if we think that we're inadequate, what does that say about the Creator? Come on, you know what I'm saying? You told it. I mean, like, like, Come like, on. like if if He's the perfect Creator, if He is the Creator of of, of good things, um, we have to give ourselves a little bit of credit, man. I mean, we are we are intelligent. Uh, we are yeah. we're we're strong. We can face so much adversity. Uh, God literally calls people into the wilderness for 40 years because he knows that they can handle it. I mean, what, mm-hmm. that, that, that says something about his creation. And so just keeping that in mind, um, I, I think can kind of validate us. We don't need the validation of anyone else. We need God's validation. He already approves us, right? I mean, he created us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. yeah, good stuff, man. I, I love, Come on. I love this book, man. And, and you have so much good stuff in here. And you know, we we only kind of scratch the surface. You also have a a section in there where you talk about um, 
I think the chapter is uh, 52 Mondays, right? And and yes, uh, there's a section where you say, well, I'll start on Monday. That's that's another thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone, ha- everyone, they're ready to go. Okay, I've, I've gotten past the victimhood. I've gotten past the low self-esteem, the laziness. I'm, I'm ready to go. But you know what? I might as well just start on Monday. I'm, I might as well wait till Monday, yeah. right? And and I mean, your your book title was This Is Your Chance. Not not tomorrow, okay. not Monday. This right now, Come seize on. the opportunity and 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 do it. Because if not, like you said, uh, opportunity will will pass you by. So, I would yeah. encourage everyone to pick up a copy of your book. Um, I know we're kind of reaching the end of our time, but I, I want to give you a little bit more uh, space. I don't know if you want to leave anything with the audience. I don't know if you want to say anything else. Absolutely. So it's this is important. I just. You have an opportunity to change not only your life, but the lives connected to you. Uh, Tyler Perry, he just built this massive studio, and he had made this speech about building a table, and I find it incredible. You can, I encourage you to look it up on uh, YouTube, and it's super inspiring. And he's under, he made the statement that, uh, that your, other people's dreams are connected to yours. And I just really feel if you will just really have that understanding that when you step into your purpose, there's other people's going to discover theirs through yours. And so I just believe it is a disservice to your future. It's a disservice to your family. It's a disservice to your children. It's a service to your future children to sit. It's a disservice to God to sit on the purpose that he has given you due to inadequacy, due, due to fear, feeling inadequate, due to excuses. Mm-hmm. This is your chance, not tomorrow, right now. And you can start with whatever you have. Again, going back to the lawn care business, you want, you want to be the, the biggest lawn company in, uh, in, in, in your area, but yet you're still being at Abuela's house, eating chicharrones con Valentina, watching Telemundo. You know what I mean? It's, it, at some point, you got to get up and use that push one more and ask your neighbor right by your house. Right. What can you start? My biggest thing is just start starting. Hmm. Just start starting yeah. one day at a time, one step at a time. The same way when you gave your life to the Lord, right? If the things ha- the things change for you regarding your the issues of your life in one day, no, but you started somewhere. Yeah. You start starting. And as you move forward, God was helping you every single step of the way. And, and the and same thing in your life, he will does that because why? He's a father. He's not a god on the throne with a fly squad in his hand, a chancleta or a switch or a belt, trying to hit you every single time you fall down. He's a god who picks us up when we fall. Mm-hmm. And he's a father who will walk with you every single step of the way. So I want to encourage you, listeners, that, that you stop living excuses, stop living in fear. And here's the thing. There's these people in the, in the Israelites, this whole story where they walk to the promised land. You have two perspectives. Joshua and Caleb saw that they could seize the land, and the other Israelites were living in fear. Both saw the same thing. One left with fear, one left with faith. Yeah. And the God was God so disdained fear and complaining and a gossiping spirit that he waited uh, 40 years for mm. people that mindset to die out. Yeah. So it doesn't taint the oh, promise on, of the brother. Lord. Come on. So confront that toxic mindset, confront the, that thought of blame, the thought of fear, the thought of laziness. And don't make sure that this could literally be the, the, the hindering factor why you're not experiencing the, the greatest areas of blessings in your life. Mm-hmm. So this is your chance, not tomorrow, 
right now. Amen. So seize it. Yeah. So I wrote this book for you in mind, and I also uh, recorded an audio book. It's on iTunes, it's on Audible, it's on Amazon uh, for This Is Your Chance. So you can listen to your car. So I'm trying to help anybody and everybody yeah. get rid of any excuse. Well, I've got time to read. But you can listen to it in the car on the way to work. You can listen to it while you're working out. You know I mean, there's no, there's no excuses. Seize your moment. This is your moment. This is your chance. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a, an, uh, audio book type of guy, you know, and I, I think yes, a lot sir. of people are. All right. So, yes. uh, Tim, man, thank you so much for, for coming out again. Um, it was a, it was a pleasure talking to you. Um, whenever you're, whenever you're in H town, we got to do a face to face. Um, there's just something about, you know, those face to face conversations. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as worried about technical issues and stuff i know we, we had planned to do this podcast in december and uh yeah i had some i don't know what was going on with my with my my software here but we we had to reschedule now it's it's already march but hey uh better Crazy. better late better late than never right um there's still, right, bro. there's still some power in this book so uh um we'll get that out to a listener and and thank you again man and you know i i, I pray you. that god continues to bless you and your ministry and your family and um you know taking you from from yeah. glory to glory offer his glory amen, amen. come yeah. on all right brother well uh thanks right, again brother. and uh we'll do this we'll we'll, we'll make it a we'll make it a three-peat pretty soon all right when your next yeah. book comes Let's out do it, brother. come on baby come on all right bro well god bless you man all right guys thank you again for listening to the show as always if you like what you hear please do leave a rating or a review or both that would mean a lot to me uh, and also make sure that you're subscribed to these shows so that they get downloaded directly to your podcast feed and make sure you pick up a copy of tim's book you can get it on amazon apple books uh, you can go to his website directly at tmmonline.org i'll link that in the show notes um but uh support his ministry and support yourself again um if you're on the fence about anything whether it is starting a business or going back to school or just whatever it is pray about it ask god for wisdom and um just you know just just do it don't pass by your opportunity uh so all right guys i won't repeat the whole episode uh, the whole episode here so uh, god bless you guys and uh, i will talk to you next time <laughs>